Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Frank, what's happening, bud? Great. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend. I did. We had a Tyson Fury fight. Good times. We got some baseball. It was a great weekend, Greg. Nice weather, too. Really nice weather this weekend. Yeah. How'd your weekend go? How'd you sleep, man? Uh, I slept pretty well. I had a very funny dream I was excited to tell you about. Hit me. Very excited. Uh, so on Saturday night, Frank, I woke up and I found out uh, overnight in my dreams that we, uh, we fired Craig Mish. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm not laughing at you, Craig. I'm laughing with you. So we fired Craig Mish, but you still host the FST. Do you want to know who, we, who you hosted it with? Um... I do want to know. Should uh, I guess? It was FST with Frank Stanfall and my dad. <laughs> Rob Sussman. That's right. It was you and Rob, host of FST. Winner of the Fantasy League gets a fresh pair of socks. Sure. There you go. <laughs> That's I awesome. Thought, so that was really Me and funny. Robbie Suss. We worked on some uh, wedding album stuff. Right. Very, it was fun. We were on the same side, which was nice. That's great. It's hard, man. It's really hard. Wedding album. Oh, you're creating your... Yeah, so you have to pick out pictures before you, like... Yeah, officially done. I'll tell you about it during the, the update because nobody else cares. Um, but we got that. We got relief pitcher rankings, our debut of the rankings. We're going backwards than everybody else. Everyone starts a catcher. We don't. We started the relief pitcher rankings. We have some NBA to talk about as well. But before we do any of that, you're Sean Guastamacchia, your sports screen news update. I'm Sean Guastamacchia with your sports grid news update. All right, Kobe Bryant remembered. Right now, going on at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, his widow, Vanessa Bryant, calls Kobe MVP of Girls Dads. And she went on to say, God knew that Gianna and Kobe couldn't be together on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home and to have them together. Babe, you take care of our Gigi, end quote. So a lot of emotions raging right now at the Staples Center as they remember Kobe and Gianna Brian, let's go over to the NHL and the trade deadline. One of the marquee names on the waiver wire or the trade rumor mill was Chris 
Kreider. He was, of, of course, the New York Rangers forward. He's no longer on the trade rumor mill. He is locked up for seven years. A 28-year-old signed a 6.5 annual average value deal with the New York Rangers. He has 24 goals and 21 assists in 60 games. This season set to break a career high in both categories. He is now a New York Ranger for the next seven years, we think. He is locked up, so he is no longer on the trade rumor mill. All right, let's go over to the Roto World and MLB. Hansel Robles, the Angels' closer. That's what Joe Madden, the manager, said today. He's pretty safe bet to begin the season as the team's closer. Last year, he saved 23 games with a 2.43 ERA. 75K, 16 walks, and 72 and two-thirds innings last season. So Hansel Robles now the closer, according to Joe Mann, the Angels owner. So that's some BFFs news right there. And Fran Mill Reyes, the Cleveland Indians outfielder, has dropped 18 pounds in the offseason. He hit over 30 home runs for the Padres last year. So he is known to be a defensive liability. Losing 18 pounds might help in your fantasy drafts there if you are a big friend Mo Reyes fan. That is your BFF Sports Grid news update for this hour. Now back to Greg and Frank. Take it away. All right, thanks so much, Sean. And we mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about closers and relief pitchers here in terms of fantasy baseball. But before we do all of that, we did want to jump a little bit into the NBA here. Earlier today, our own Greg Sussman spoke with Daily Roto's Ricky Sanders about tonight's NBA DFS slate. Here's who you should be building your lineups around tonight. Let's complete the Philly trifecta here with Joel Embiid at center. Dude, Embiid, Giannis, and Doncic, how are you pulling this off? <laughs> Well, we didn't mention Kendrick Nunn at point guard, who's under 5K, which is just a crazy price tag for him. So, again, if you're playing Richardson and you're playing him, all of a sudden you can pull it off with relative ease. But look, I mean, Joel Embiid against this Atlanta Hawks team that, again, allows a ton of stocks. It's just a great setup in itself. And then you have Ben Simmons out of rotation. And without Ben Simmons... Joel Embiid has posted like a 35% usage rate, uh, a, a rebound rate that's gone up. We have him at a 25% rebound rate baseline on Daily Roto. Obviously, Ben Simmons is a good rebounder and um, you know, as a point guard. And you look at this matchup, I mean, it's just great. This Hawks team has not covered centers well all year long. You know Joel Embiid could get you those blocks, and that's beyond, you know, we haven't projected with a high usage rate, uh, a high assist rate, a high rebound rate, over a 20% assist rate, in fact, with Ben Simmons out. So Joel Embiid just does everything. It's a great spot for him. It's a great matchup. And it, it, he really doesn't matter with Tobias Harris. I think he's going to be the focal point of this offense. There you have it. I got an opportunity to talk to Ricky earlier today. Joel Embiid, the Sixers, that's what we're looking. No Ben Simmons tonight. Oh, Tobias Harris is questionable. So before you check and finalize your lineups, head on over to dailyroto.com to set them up. Yeah, it's a great point. Look, whenever Ben Simmons is out, Greg, you're looking to build your teams around some of those 76ers players, and it makes a lot of sense. You heard it from Ricky Sanders. Joel Embiid, usage rate up over 35% when Ben Simmons is not on the floor. So you're looking to fill out your DFS lineups tonight, trying to figure out who to build around, Greg. I think Joel Embiid, the process makes the most sense, of course. You got to trust it, man. You got to trust the process. There you go. Uh, DailyRoto.com. Make sure you check that out before lineups lock tonight.
Frankie, should we start our relief pitcher rankings here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, I have I have rankings. Greg has rankings. Does Frank have rankings? No. No big deal. Well, what are you talking about, Greg? What is this right here that I'm no looking at right deal. here? Uh, that's Fantasy Pros' rankings, Frank. No, those are my rankings, which go on Fantasy Pros. Uh, sure, whatever. Top five rankings. most it, accurate it, ranker in 2018. Uh, what about 2019? They haven't released it yet. I believe I saw they did. Well, then I'm not on it. I, I did, I'm not even kidding. I did see it. <laughs> no, did they? I don't know. <laughs> I, I did see if it. they did, then... <laughs> uh, Adam Ronis was on it. I did not rank very highly. Adam Ronis was on it. Now you, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, if you look over here on my computer. Look at this. Color-coded Excel my color, sheet. I got my color codes ready to rock with the relief pitchers. Considering this is the only uh, show Frank, we've There's done. no 2019 draft accuracy out yet. Uh, I saw draft projections then. That's what I saw. Draft pro- projections? Projections. 100% I saw. I'm not, I'm not even making it up. I don't even know what that means then. I will find it during the break for you. All right. Well, they um, haven't released the 2019 draft accuracy rankings from last year. We're still waiting on those. All right. I'm sure I finished, like, number one. No big deal. Chris Meany got something. That's how I know. I saw this. <laughs> all right. Anyway. We'll figure it out. Color-coded move. You want this? All you got to do is Venmo me. That's it. Venmo, Greg. Solid. I don't know, Greg. What are you charging for that nowadays? You know, a couple, couple shekels. We're good. couple shekels? That's it. $9.99 a month? couple shekels. $9.99. So I was, Would you rather have WWE Network or the Greg Network? So I was... $9.99. I was trying to make these rankings uh, previously. Five minutes ago. And... um. I have a really hard time this year, and this is what I'm hoping to use the show for. Try to figure out like where the first tier ends and the next tier begins, and then the tier after that. Like, I'm all about tiers. You know that about me. But it's really hard for me to kind of figure out who's elite and who's not because I really think that truly every closer on the board, I think, has something wrong with them. Has like a welt, and because of that, I don't. My tiers are like much larger. They're literally like in packs of ten, Frank. I literally have two packs of 10 for the first 19, or, or, you know, essentially packs of 10, for the first 19 relief pitchers off my board. That's it. Yeah, I mean, look, the closer position is always a tough one to figure out for fantasy purposes. And obviously, if you play in roto or head-to-head categories, saves count for a lot more. Honestly, if you play in head-to-head categories, I would probably just punt stolen bases and punt saves. Uh, But that's just me. I know that there's a lot of strategy built around, you know, getting those elite relievers in that type of format if you want to. In head-to-head points leagues, they're not nearly as valuable. Uh, But... Yeah, Greg, look, I think the position now is harder to figure out than ever before because I you know, see what I did. As we go through today and, and try and figure out, you know, every team's closing situation, you're gonna see that there's at least five, six, seven teams that are gonna have multiple closers or don't have a set closer right now. Gabe Kapler's out in San Francisco. If you watch the BFFs the past couple of years, you know I hate Gabe Kapler because he can never figure out who his closer is going to be. You know, he changes it up every single day based on matchups, based on this, based on that. You know, analytics for his closers. Uh, and now, well, I guess he's got a, a fun job to figure out who he's going to use out there in San Francisco because A, they're not going to win a lot of games, Greg, and B, I don't think they really have that many great relievers in general. So, uh, like most years, I would say this year is uh, it's an interesting situation trying to figure out all these closing situations. There's a lot of question marks this year. We're going to break down starting at the top when we come back. The BFFs roll on here on a Monday right after this. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, back here, BFFs. So our closer rankings program. We're gonna do rankings all all week long. All in the next week. We're that, it's that time of the year. Yeah. We're getting the mar- next week's March. We basically have to do two weeks worth of ranking shows, Greg. No joke. That's next week. We're gonna have to spend like two days on outfielders, two days right. on starting pitchers. Right. right. So that's that's, that's, that's legitimately the next two weeks. Yeah. Right. And then is our draft next week? What's up? Is our draft next week? No. Right. It's not. What draft? Our auction draft. It's not next no. Week. No. No. I think the auction is the week after. It's like Thursday. I, I got it on my calendar here. March not March twelfth. Okay, so March twelfth. So next week's the fifth already. That's why I wasn't so crazy to ask. You're not far off. You, you didn't realize that it was that close. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong. So it's two weeks from this Thursday is our first draft of the year. My, I mean, our team as, as, as auction. A team. Oh, God, this is a disaster. Good times. I'm already nervous. Why? Greg, we're going to crush it. We already, you already have a list. The list. Hashtag the list. I do. I, I do have the list. Hashtag the list. Um, who is listening to the show? Dane. Dane Martinez was listening to the show uh, last week, and he heard of, of our strategy a little bit, of how we want to piss everybody off. He enjoyed the show. <laughs> he, says we, he says I succeed every year. It's, he's not wrong. I set out to Good have, cop, bad cop. All I do is have fun. Let's go, Greg. Let's jump in. All right. Let's jump right in here today, and let's get into the closers. As I mentioned, my... Top tier. And I asked Frank right before the show started, where does the top tier end? And he's like, there's four guys. And then there's everybody else. But I was looking at the four guys, and I'm like, I think there's issues. So for me, I got like nine guys. I, I feel very comfortable drafting any of these guys. I don't want to spend on any of the top four because I, I like the other six more just as much. And to be fair, I've done two drafts already, Greg, and I have not wound up with either of the top four Closers that I have in that top tier. Um, anyway, so I mean, that's not how. That's usually what I do when it comes to relief pitchers in roto leagues and head-to-head categories leagues. Uh, I am going to more often than not, you know, wait for those top five or six to go. I'll, I'll wind up with one of my top ten closers, Greg. Then I'll probably ju- jump in in the eleven to fifteen range, uh, and then maybe just add a few more speculative guys towards the back end of the draft. But uh, more often than not, I don't wind up with one of the top five closers, Greg, because. The value is just too high. So here's the thing. I got 19 guys, as I mentioned, that I like. 19 of them. All right. I want two of the 19. That's fair. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to spend up uh, for the number one closer, who is Josh Hader this year, coming off the board. And I'm not going to spend up for Kirby Yates, who is traditionally number two. And they're, they're my number one and two also. I just don't see myself spending up. I'm going to wait and wait and wait and take two of my top 19. So let's go through some of the top guys. I want to tell you why I'm like, Pausing rather than drafting these players because, again, I think they have welts. At number one, we have Josh Hader. Number two, Kirby Yates. Number three, Araldis Chapman. Number four, Roberto Osuna. And that's like the consensus top four, right? That's what you told me that top tier is, correct? That's what it is for me. Okay. So those are the top four. Now, the reason I don't want to spend up for them, I will go with the ones that like are clearer to me. Araldis Chapman, a lot of miles on that arm. 
We've seen him be pulled from the closer role before. We've seen him go on the IL a couple of times. Elbow injuries, shoulder injuries. You wonder if all of these pitches and all of these years and that knee issue that always recurs, you wonder if it catches up to him at some point. Again, not that I don't like all the Shaman. He's my number three closer. But I think issues are about. Kirby Yates led the MLB in saves last year with 41 saves. We were just talking about it during the break, Frank. 41 saves he had. But I believe he's a free agent to be. Or is it just a year left? The Padres thought about trading him last year at the deadline. They didn't. This year, if they fall out of it, they're going to. Just like they did Brad Hand before him. And if Kirby Yates goes, somebody else will step up. Emilio Pagan they just traded for. Very good. Very good reliever. Kirby Yates at number two, costing what he costs, doesn't seem worth it to me. And then you have Josh Hader, who is amazing. The best reliever in baseball. But he has all these multi-inning appearances. They deploy him whenever they want to. This is the issue we said with him coming in the last season. And they got a bunch of relievers in Milwaukee that could wind up getting this job at some point or stealing saves. Hader's the guy. He's the number one guy. He's the best out of these players. But if you're just specifically looking for saves, I think you have questions when it comes to Josh Hader. Finally, rounding out the top four is Roberto Osuna. He's a cheater. That's what they got. That's all you got on Roberto Osuna. Well, it's worth mentioning that uh, our own Craig Mish, who is still on Fantasy Sports today, by the way. My dad did not replace him. uh, Greg's dad did not replace Craig Mish. Spoke with Alex Bregman over the weekend over at, I don't know where, somewhere at spring training, wherever they are. Sure. Somewhere in Florida. And uh, he said that Roberto Osuna is going to lead all of baseball in saves this upcoming season. I can see that. Like, to me, Osuna Osuna costs the least. It may lead the MLB in saves. I like Osuna the most. He's probably the one that I'm most likely to draft just based I on agree. cost. Totally so you look agree. at the ADP yeah. over at the Fantasy Pros right we're, now. We're, we're going to put him in white on the, on the rankings. And Josh Hader is going off the board at 57 overall. So, I mean, look, that's a steep price tag. You're talking about in a 12-team league, you have to use a fifth-round pick on a closer. Mind you, you're going to get the best closer in the game. You're going to get a ton of strikeouts, great ratios from Josh Hader as well. But that is a big price tag to pay up. You're passing up on you know legit top 20 starting pitchers. You're passing up on stolen bases, which are a scarce category uh, as well. Kirby Yates, I'm with you, Greg. I think he's awesome. The sub-2 ERA last year. He's ridiculous, and we were all over him. I actually wound up with a few shares of Kirby Yates last season. Uh, Phenomenal splitter. Yep. No doubt about it. I think you raise a great point that they already have traded away Brad Hand in the past. They were thinking about trading away Kirby Yates last year. They just traded four, and they gave up some assets to get. Any more go? Sure. Emilio Pagan, who is a... Phenomenal it's reliever last in his year. own right. Sure. And they also have another name in Andres Munoz, who yes. came up last year. Yes. He goes like 105 miles per hour. They actually are projected to have one of, if not the best bullpens in the National League. So there's Welts on one and two for you. Continue. And I'm with you on Osuna. I'm most likely to what draft Chapman. Oh, on Aroldis Chapman, look, he has missed time. And the strikeouts were down last year. The swinging strike rate was down. The velocity was pretty much on par. I mean, he doesn't throw as hard as he used to, but close. still throws so, 98, 99. But you too. still have to worry about the knee is in the back of your mind a little bit. He has thrown a lot. Uh, look, playing for one of the best teams in baseball in the Yankees, they have the highest projected over-under for any team in baseball this upcoming season. They're going to win a lot of games. And, you know, he easily could save 40-plus games this upcoming season. But I'm with you, Greg. I think based on the price tag, you have to pay for a role this Chapman. He's... I think like some of the names that are going behind him are really not that dissimilar, and you might be able to get them a few rounds later. Yep. So I don't really have a problem waiting on him. If you want to grab Chapman, 
I'm it, I'm fine with it, but you still do have to pay a big price tag. He's going off the board at pick 71 right now, Greg. So back end of the sixth round in a 12-team league. Again, that's that's a big price to pay for for your first closer. And there you go. We're all we are on the same page here when it comes to Roberto Osuna being our favorite of this tier. Let's move on. In let's move on. You think the tier's over here, right? Like that's where you're stopping. You're cutting it off, making a new color. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with you kind of just keeping it one big tier yeah. for like your top ten. That's yeah. fine. Okay. To me, I think that. These four are, you know, if they remain the closers for their respective teams the entirety of the season, would not surprise me if they all have sub 2.50 ERAs, really good strikeout numbers, and 40-plus saves. I would just put those, these, this group of four, I, I have less doubt about than the other group of players we're about to talk about next, Greg. All right, so let's get, let's get to those next guys. Let's just keep diving in, Frank. Because for me, I look at these guys that are in the next crew, and I'll, I'll just kind of rattle them off, and you could order them how, how you prefer, Frank. You got Liam Hendricks in here. We talked about him briefly uh, last week. You got Kenley Jansen in here. We talked about him briefly last week in the same conversation, guys, we think that could uh, be this year's Blake Trinan. We got Craig Kimbrell, I believe, in this mix. We have Taylor Rogers, I believe, in this mix. And finally, for me, where my top nine ends, I got Edwin Diaz here. As well, is there anybody I'm leaving out, or anybody that wouldn't be in that top nine? So I have the top four as the first tier, and then I have five through eleven okay. for me that are kind of in this. They could still be really, really good, but again, they have more warts than the than the first four that we already spoke about. And for me, that group is Brad Hand, Taylor Rogers, Ken Giles, Edwin Diaz, Liam Hendricks, Kenley Jansen, and Craig Kimbrell rounding out the top. So 11. basically, it's Brad Hand and Ken Giles that. I probably should just move up to a bigger tier. But look, I mean, there's concerns over both of those guys as well. Like yeah. Brad Hand was not nearly as elite last year yeah. as he was he can get traded in years also. past. There's a chance he could be traded yeah. as well. And they and have. They, and the thing with Ken Giles was he was traded. The Yankees acquired him, but they looked at his his medicals and like, eh, we're good. <laughs> I I'm not gonna take this guy. You're out on Ken Giles. If the Yankees are out, Greg's out. <sighs> I, I hear what you're saying, but. Greg, he was phenomenal last year. I get it. Just inter- the highest strikeout rate of his career, uh, elite numbers. It's just a matter of, you know, can can he stay healthy? Can he remain healthy? And a lot of people expect the Toronto Blue Jays to uh, be more competitive this upcoming season. Again, what he did last year, a sub-2 ERA, an, a whip of 1.00, 23 saves, just one blown save, uh, 83 strikeouts in 53 and two-thirds innings pitch, Greg. Uh, I understand the injury concerns you might have over Ken Giles, but I think you could say that about a lot of the guys that we're talking about here. Kenley Jansen has not, you know, been the the model of health. You worry about, you know, the heart condition that he has. Plus, his um, his performance has, you know, taken a step back. Craig Kimbrell, you have some of those same concerns about. Liam Hendricks, you just dubbed last week as this year's Blake Trinan. To yep. me, they all have warts. Uh, give me the person who has the best skills of this group. And I think Ken Giles is up there as one of them. And I think you can argue the same thing for Edwin Diaz. It's fun. Edwin Diaz is exactly the guy that... I think Edwin Diaz and Ken Giles, to me, Greg, are always married together. Even a couple of years ago, they were two guys that I was completely off of because it seems like they could just implode at any time. Sure. And last year, we saw that implosion from Edwin Diaz. Sure. And we saw Ken Giles go the other way. He actually took a huge step forward. It's just a matter now of him staying healthy. And if he does that, 
I think you're looking at 35-plus saves. You can't just look at teams and say, oh, the Blue Jays are not going to be great. Agreed. Because look at the Padres won less than 80 games sure, last bad year. Bad teams win close. Kirby Yates yeah. led the league in, with 41 saves. So you can't really look at teams. And I, I just think that the Blue Jays are going to be better. And I really like the skills out of Ken Giles as well. I like Edwin Diaz here. Let's get to talk a little bit more about Taylor Rogers when right. we come back. And I also wonder about the fatigue, or at least our fatigue, with guys like Craig Kimbrell and Kenley Jansen that I think we should at least mention here uh, on the other side. We're also going to get into the next tier of guys. Guys that I really like. I want to live in this next tier because what I do is put a tier of guys that I'm pretty positive about the closers. And that's what I'm looking for. We'll break that down for you. Come up next. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Here on the BFF, responded to some of your tweets in regards to Edwin Diaz. And I just responded to Joe saying, hey, I have no problem drafting Edwin Diaz my RP1. I really don't. I have no problem as him being my first closer off the board. Uh, if that's what the value is, he's my highest closer left. So also in that range, and I mentioned it going to break, are guys like Kenley Jansen and Craig Kimbrell. And I asked you, Frank, or I kind of posed the question, is there just some fatigue with these guys because they've been around so long? Craig Kimbrell signed in June of last year, and it was... Very, very uncomfortable. And you talked last week a little bit about Kenley Jansen's stuff not being what it once was and Blake Trinan uh, possibly usurping Kenley Jansen at some point. First question is, who would you rather have between Kimbrell and Jansen? Second question is, do you want either? I don't really want either, and I actually had this exact decision to make in one of my NFBC Draft Champions League so far, Greg, and I wound up going with Kenley Jansen, but I think no matter who you go with there, you're not going to feel great about it. Obviously, the Dodgers, like the Yankees, expected to be one of the best teams this year, probably going to win 100, maybe more than 100 games. But there is serious concern over Kenley Jansen. The ERA was you know, the highest that, that it's, it's ever been for Kenley Jansen uh, last year. The velocity has been down. In the second half, he allowed more line drives last year. The whip was the highest that it's been for Kenley Jansen. Like We have legitimate concerns. There are a bunch of you know warning signs when it comes to him. But again, I still think that he is the closer for his team right now. And obviously, Dave Roberts has a ton of faith and trust in Kenley Jansen. But frankly, I do worry about the skills starting to erode a little bit here, Greg. But the fact that he plays for a really good team and you know he's going to get the benefit of the doubt, I think the leash is going to be pretty long. He's probably going to be safe for at least another 30 to 35 saves, assuming he's healthy. He also has a heart condition. But I also think that, like, Craig Kimbrell's job is even safer with the Chicago Cubs. Like, Kenley Jansen, we just talked about Blake Trinan last week, right? Who's up next for the Cubs? Who's another guy that's going to be the guy? Steve Ciszek? Is that what we're talking about? Steve Ciszek is now with the White Sox. Okay, so Ciszek's on the White Sox. Pedro Strope is on the Cincinnati Reds. Jeremy Jeffress. Jeremy Jeffress is good. Bounced around, but last year had an ERA over five. Right, so... You want to know the the actual answer is? The the one that people have been drafting is this gentleman named Rowan Wick. He's a 2.43 ERA... 1.14 1.14 with 35 strikeouts and 33 innings pitched. He's the name. So I remember, that's the name that people are handcuffing. I remember him from Craig last Kimbrell year. Right now. I think Craig Kimbrell with a full off season, and given he's a year younger than Kenley Jansen, 
But didn't he have a brutal 2018 season as well? No, or, or second half of 2018? Maybe second half was good, but the overall season was, was, was fine in 2018. 13.86 K nine. Walked a ton of people. Here I was good. Exit was fine. I thought it was okay. I, I'm not, I haven't dove into this, obviously. Craig Kimbrell in the second half of 2018 had a 4.57 ERA. For what that's worth, Greg. 34 strikeouts at 21 and two-thirds innings pitch. But I almost give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah. too. I'm with you because last year yeah. he joins the Cubs late. He doesn't pitch until June because of all the draft compensation that was attached to Craig Kimbrell. And some people thought that he was overvaluing himself. He wanted to get paid some kind of monster contract similar to what Aroldis Chapman got a couple of years ago from the Yankees that was never going to happen for yep. Craig Kimbrell. But do you agree that both of these guys are adequately ranked, like where they're going? So like I, they shouldn't be valued the same way that they have been in years past. I have the ranked seventh and eighth in my rankings. So who do you have just behind them? Liam Hendricks, Brad Hand, and Ken Giles. Yeah, you really don't like Ken Giles, huh? I guess we're not going to get Ken Giles. We're probably not going to draft. He's Ken basically Giles. the he's, also he's the number one closer of uh, uh, number one closer target of mine. Really? Well, yeah. can we make it, let's make it Roberto Osuna our number one closer target. That's fine. If we agree. Yeah, on I that. just mean based on you know price, price versus. Sure. Upside and, and skill level, and I think. Let me tell you the guy I have. A, everything's there. Let for me tell you the guy I have directly above him, and, and that's Taylor Rogers, right? Pitching for a really good Twins team, got really good stuff. Ran away with his closer's job last year. And I understand he kind of came from nowhere, and he wasn't the guy we expected to uh, be the closer for the Minnesota Twins. But if you, if you trust Taylor Rogers can keep this job uh, all season long, Rogers is a no-brainer pick here inside the top ten. Yeah, and that's if you trust it, right? And he was phenomenal last year. There's no doubt about that. I mean, two six one ERA with a one zero zero WHIP. He's actually done it two years in a row, Greg. He's had a sub two six five ERA two years in a row. He's he had a zero point nine five WHIP in 2018, a WHIP of right around one in 2019, and the strikeouts actually went up last year, right around sure. twelve Ks per nine. The command got better. The walks went down. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like. Obviously, the Twins are expected to win a ton of games this upcoming season. And, and looking into Taylor Rogers, I wanted to see, well, what are the splits? Because obviously sure. he's a lefty, and I want to see, you know, is there any opportunity that he's just really good against lefties and kind of got hit hard by righties? Nope, there is no worry about that whatsoever. Uh, in fact, lefties were actually better against Taylor Rogers than righties. He did a great job of neutralizing both. 208 batting average with a 611 OPS against right-handed batters last year, Greg. He can handle both sides of the plate. I think with a lot of these guys that we're naming, there's all these managerial changes, right, and team philosophy changes. It's not the case in Minnesota. It's the same exact management team that's been there. Sure, bench coach is gone and pitching coach is gone and a bunch of play. Uh, those of these guys have gone, but same general manager, same president of baseball operations, and Rocco Baudelli is still the manager uh, for the Minnesota Twins. He named Taylor Rogers the closer. He watched Taylor Rogers get 30 saves for him last year. And yes, Trevor May is still there. And yes, Ty Duffy is still there. And Sergio Romo is still there. And Tyler Clifford is still there. There's a lot Sergio of Romo is like 85 years old. Right. There's a lot of names. But so Taylor like 85 Rod miles per hour. But Taylor Rogers proved himself for this crew last year. And, and that's why, for me, um, he is number six. And Liam I have him number six as well. So I'm with, I like him. Why do we both like him over Liam Hendricks, though? That's my question. Like, I have it. Well, well why is, is that? All right. I'll tell you exactly why. Taylor Rogers has now been an elite reliever for two years in a row. Okay. And Liam Hendricks has shown flashes, but what he did last year was something he had never done before. Sure. And it was due to a, a velocity spike, and I don't want to downplay that. Like, 
if Liam Hendricks continues to have that velocity spike that he had last year and continues to get as many swinging strikes and strikeouts, then he is not going to be this year's Blake Trinan. And I don't want people to think that, oh, we're just making a lazy comparison because it's the Oakland A's closers and they're both, they were both being drafted as you know top five or even top ten options from one year to the next. But Liam Hendricks did things last year that he never did before. So I think you're okay to be skeptical of that performance and whether or not it's going to carry over from year to year. And if it does, then yeah, he's easily going to wind up being a top five closer because the A's are going to be great. It's a good ballpark to pitch in as well. Uh, and, and he showed us some of that upside last year. But again, you don't know if that velocity necessarily is going to carry over, and it was by far the best year of his career. Are you comfortable with him as your first closer? Comfortable-ish. I have him at nine just ahead of Kenley Jansen and Craig Kimbrell. Ideally, I would want one of my top eight guys. And that's the difference, again, between us, Brad Hand and Ken Giles. But to me, again, I have a top 11, so it doesn't really matter to me. I, I just want one, really one of, of these guys, ideally. Let me move on to the next 10 or so, into the next tier. And mine's not necessarily the fantasy pros, the average draft rankings. Because as I said, Frank, I want guys that I know are going to be the closer. And that's what make up my next tier. So I'll read you these names, and you let me know your thoughts. Ready? Let's go. And Hector Neris isn't here because, I, as you know, I don't trust Hector Neris or the Phillies. Okay. Well, maybe Joe Girardi does, Craig. Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> Brandon Workman. Alex Colomay. Hansel Robles, as we heard today and in Sean's update. Rysel Iglesias, Archie Bradley, who I like a lot, Jose LeClerc, Keona Kela, and Will Smith make up my next tier. I noticed that there's no Mr. Anderson. Correct. There is there's no, no Nick Anderson. Well, we talked to a Tampa, we talked to the announcer of the Tampa Bay Rays. Wayne Stats, correct. Wayne Stats. And he's just like, I don't know, it could be Jose Alvarado. <laughs> and he, he's much closer to the team than I am, and you are, and this industry is. We have no idea who the closer is with the Rays. None. Zero. I'm not, ba- I'm not paying this price tag on a Nick Anderson as good as his stuff can be when the, really the nine names that I just named, or the eight names, they're all the closers. They've all been announced as the closers. That's this is I'm just betting on, on the cream rising to the top, Craig. That's all it is. Well, why would I if do you're, that? If you're drafting Nick Anderson, because the reason you would do that is because he has... If you just look at his skills in terms of strikeout rate and everything that he posted last year, he was a top five, top ten reliever in baseball all around. A year and ago, if you this agreed time- that he is going to be the best reliever in that pen, and that they're going to value him as such in Tampa Bay this year. Then you could potentially have the top closer this season. He could be this year's Kirby Yates. He could be. But he won't be. A year ago, this time we were talking about Jose Alvarado in a similar spot. Right. And look, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Jose Alvarado's still there. I'm just playing devil's advocate because I'm probably not drafting Nick Anderson if he continues to rise. Would it be a surprise to you, Frank, if game five of the regular season, Nick Anderson starts for the Rays? That would probably be a little surprised. He didn't start any games last year, did he? No, he did not. Well, they didn't use him as an opener last year. No, but now that he... More so used Diego Castillo in that Now a full season with him. Yeah. Change. I'm just not investing a high pick in... A raise. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. That's all. I'm just playing devil's advocate I understand. because I'm the, def- and I'm the skills myself. are amazing when it comes to Nick Anderson. Totally get and it. That's what people are looking at. It's worth mentioning. I am defending where I have it ranked. I brought this up to you. Matt Modica in the Tout Wars draft and hold draft took Nick Anderson in the ninth round, one closer after Edwin Diaz, two picks after Taylor Rogers, and he took Nick Anderson ahead of Kenley Jansen. He took him ahead of Brad Hand. He took him ahead of Ken Giles. I will say... Everybody else. I will say that 
Tout Wars, the NFBC, those are different. What you're trying to achieve is a little bit different. right? You're trying to win an overall in the NFBC. Well, in Tout Wars, it's just a 15-team league. And it... Just a 15-team league. Most leagues are small. No, no, I mean, there's no, there's no overall component. So he's not, like, swinging for the fences. He literally just sure. taught... He just took the best closer he thought was available, and that was Nick Anderson. Right. I, I don't agree with Matt in that regard. Yeah. Look, I think he has all the talent in the world, and there's a chance, you know, the guy has 90-plus strikeouts this year. But how many... What are you setting the over-under for saves at with him? 15 and a half? Exactly. And that's the problem. I named a lot of people. We'll get Frank's take on all these guys and what his kind of next crew looks like when we come back here on the BFFs. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, before we uh, continue the program, we got to get a shout-out, Frank. Look at this. What is that, Craig? This is a, uh, a Rheingeist Cincinnati-made IPA. The truth. The truth. Where'd what you get this? that? It was sent to us, Frank. That was sent to you? Sent to us, yes. From who? You actually know who it is. <laughs> I'm just playing dumb. Our man, Derek Davis. Oh, it's Derek. That's right. Friend of the show. I got a note from Derek, though. Read it. What do you got? Here's your beer, as promised. An IPA for Greggy, that's me, and a lager for Frank. That's me. Go Bengals! Also, I'll bet the over this year as well. More beer for us. <laughs> P.S. Hey, come on, with Joe Burrow coming to town? He doesn't want to be there. <laughs> P.S. Time to shine with Sarah is my wife's business, so a shout-out to Time to Shine with Sarah. So, Frank, let's, uh, shall we? Shout-out to... Derek Davis, he's after this. long been a fan of the show, faithful listener, faithful viewer of the program. Thank you, sir. Again, this is 50 West, 50 W, American Lager from Cincinnati's own. Good stuff? Cheers, buddy. Shout out to Derek Davis. Appreciate it. This is uh, this edition of the Inside the Lions. We're the best, our best yet. <laughs> We might not make it there. Mm. Well, that's tasty. Yeah, I know. It's, this is fantastic. Well, that's good stuff. This is good stuff. Check it on a Monday. <laughs> are, we, are we allowed to do this, Craig? I, I think I make the rules. <laughs> I, I was about to say. There you go. All right. Um, I named a bunch of guys that are in my next year. Brandon Workman, Alex Colomay, Hansel Robles, Rysel Iglesias, Archie Bradley, Jose Leclerc, Keona Kella, uh, and Will Smith. I think I need to move Keona Kella down um, based on my initial reaction here. But these are the guys that I feel really good about being, uh, being the closer for their respective teams and kind of having a nice season. My next tier uh, includes Giovanni Gallegos, who like, we're speculating could be the closer, but Andrew Miller could wind up being there. Alex Reyes could wind up at the closer. Carlos Martinez could be back in the bullpen. I think there's a lot more questions with the Gallegos. Velocity down for Carlos Martinez over the weekend as well. Not a surprise. He will not be on any of my teams. Uh, Hector Neris, Joe Jimenez, who stinks. Uh, Ian Kennedy. You don't think Joe Jimenez stinks? I think you should rethink Joe Jimenez, man. Ian Kennedy, Wade Davis, my man Brandon Kinsler. You know I like Brandon Kinsler. 
I like Brandon Kinsler as well. As a third option, not not a Correct. second closer. Uh, and you the Washington guys. Like Everybody loves Sean Doolittle, but like Danny Hudson very well may be the closer there. I don't get the, Danny, the Doolittle thing. Tony Watson, maybe if Gabe Kapler doesn't screw it up. And then, of course, the Rays guys. And- is the sky yeah. blue, Greg? Of course Gabe Kapler is going to mess it up. And then whoever the closer is in Seattle, which I asked you about, I was like, who the closer is in yeah, Seattle? Yeah, Matt McGill versus Yoshi Hirano versus, you know, who else they find before opening day. So that's that's why that's what my deal is. Yeah, that's be, look. That's basically everybody, right? I, I'll I try, tell you. I try to get everybody. I'll, I'll say this, Greg. I think you should rethink Joe Jimenez, and I think you should look into him. The reason being, he had a four three seven ERA last year. He had a four one nine xFIP. His skill interactive ERA was three point four one, and his underlying metrics were phenomenal: fifteen percent swinging strike rate, thirty five percent chase rate. His 67% first pitch strike percentage was also in the elite category. He throws hard. He has a fastball. He uses a slider. Mixes in a change just barely, but over 12 Ks per nine, Greg. Uh, He's got to work on the walks a little bit here, but I think Joe Jimenez as a third closer. I don't want him as my second closer, but you know, in a similar range as a okay. Brandon Kinsler, I think he's someone that could get you more strikeouts. They're in the same. They're like two both, sp- both teams are not going to be great. Two spots apart. Yeah, but when That's you fine. introduce Joe Jimenez, you said he stinks. All right, so listen, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take that part back. But I feel good about it. I got to drop Keanu Kelly to the other crew. I think really- Brandon Workman really high. You're not worried about what anything going on with the Boston Red Sox because what. They were hesitant to give him that role basically all of last year, even with him being the best reliever on the staff. But then they did, and then Ron Reineke said he's our closer. He has said that already. I just think it's far from a sure thing. He also walks a ton of batters, too. Isn't his walk rate like over right. five per nine? Fair enough. I have, uh, I'll just. This is what we're doing. This well, he, does get, he does get a lot of strikeouts, right? Like, so last year, over 13 this, right? Ks per nine, Greg. 5.65 walks per nine for Brandon Workman. 1.88 ERA looks great. 38% hard contact rate. The XFIP over three. Swinging strike rate, not nearly as good as Joe Jimenez, Greg. Chase rate, not nearly as good as Joe Jimenez. Let me ask this. Is it uh, I'm not going to be in on Brandon Workman. Okay. I was He's off move- the list. Off the list. I was going to move Will Smith up. Is he definitely the closer there? Will Mark- Smith is not the closer. Mark Melanson Mark is? Melanson has already been named the closer. Really? But right. it's one of those weird situations where Will Smith. Will Smith is the best reliever on in that bullpen. All right, so I got to move Will Smith down. There. So it's... Yeah. It's like Josh Hader from a couple of years sure. ago yeah, where yeah. he wasn't the closer, but you knew he was the best reliever there and he was always just kind of lingering. That's why you can't really draft Mark Melanson with much confidence, confidence yeah. because, again, there's someone behind him who is better than him, who can get more strikeouts than him, doesn't walk as many batters as Mark Melanson does. And Mark Melanson, it seems like he's basically the closer just because he's making a lot of money, Greg. Well, so is Will Smith. So, yeah, but I think that they signed Will Smith thinking that he was going to be their fireman, putting out the fires, you know, uh, seventh, eighth inning, whenever there's, you know, the best hitters coming to a pl- to the plate or there's, you know, a big jam to get out of, I think Will Smith is probably going to be used in that role because he is the best reliever in that bullpen. All right, so then, of the next tier of guys then that I named, who is your number one guy? Who's the guy you trust the most? Is it Archie Bradley? I want to say Archie Bradley, but just because... I don't think that there's anyone else there in Arizona that... Johan like, Lope, Lopez we knew about from last year with Brad Ziegler. Right, because Brad Ziegler put us uh, put us on him. Uh, but last year, yeah, I mean, Johan Lopez was fine. He just doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. 42 strikeouts and 61 and a third innings pitch. That's not going to get it done. Much. Uh, Hector Rondon was fine last year. He has some closing experience. Uh, Junior Guerra has you know been around. He was sure. with the Milwaukee Brewers, a f- former starter with the team. and So I, I think Archie Bradley's actually... 
pretty safe here, Greg, but the whip. 1.44 yeah. for Archie Bradley last year, and he struggles big time with walks. This is why this is why all these guys are in this next tier, right? Yeah. Like that's uh, that's obviously why. Um, Hansel Robles had a great year last year, already named the closer by Joe Madden. You heard that from Sean earlier. Rysel Iglesias, everyone was off last year. Maybe he should be the top guy. Last year, Archie Bradley, 4.5 walks per nine, his highest since 2015. Hmm. So really struggled with the command last year. And his swinging strike rate, Greg, 9.6%. That's below league average. I want to like Archie Bradley. He's he's probably the name that I trust most. Well, Rysel Iglesias. That is next up on this list. Rysel Iglesias... He's he's there as well. I think he's like just outside the top twelve. Okay, and there are a few other names uh, there in Cincinnati when it comes to well, I have obviously they um, signed Pedro, Pedro Stroop, Stroop yeah. who you know filled in at times with the uh, with the Chicago Amir, Cubs. Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett's a great reliever. He just yeah. hasn't been used as as the closer before. Sure. Michael Lorenzen's kind of like that two way player. I don't think he's actually like a threat to the closer's role. What about Alex Colomay? Thirty four saves for Rice Iglesias last year. I probably feel better about Rysel Iglesias than I do Colome. Okay. The underlying numbers for Colome were not good. Okay. You look at, you know, all the skill indicators uh, and the XFIP was not great, much higher than the ERA for Alex Colome last year. And they just signed Aaron Bummer to an extension, five-year extension. And I think that there is a chance that, like, if Colome struggles, I don't think that he's going to have that, sh- that long, long of a leash. leash. Okay. Because that's a team that's trying to compete and they want to win now. And Aaron Bummer last year was ridiculous. 2.13 ERA, 0.99 whip. Um, he was great. He was actually better than Alex Colome. So Colome is someone who worries me. doesn't get a ton of strikeouts either. Two more names are in this crew for me. Uh, Hansel Robles and Jose Leclerc. Now, we've mentioned Robles a few times on the show. Leclerc was a top pick last year uh, as a reliever. Um, and really let you down, right? He lost his job in April, uh, did Jose Leclerc. And he was my one, two, three, four, five, seven. He's my tenth or eleventh closer off the board last year, right behind Kirby Yates. And I got lucky and I drafted Kirby Yates in most spots. Nice. Um, but Jose Leclerc was really liked last year. Lost his job very, very early, right after signing that contract extension. Struggled a lot of the year. Eventually got his job back. It's already been announced. He is the closer once again for Texas. It makes sense. They just paid him, so he kind of has to be. Are you following the money here with Jose Leclerc? Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a risky one as well. You want to like him because he has phenomenal strikeout stuff, but struggles big time with command as well. But what I will say about Jose Leclerc is that there's not much competition there. Yeah. Like, the setup man is Rafael Montero. Yes, that Rafael Montero, Greg. The New York Mets, Rafael Montero. So I think that there is a good amount of uh, job security here for Leclerc. Still only 26 years old. The strikeouts were great last year. Up over 13 Ks per nine. Walks per nine? 5.11, Greg. He's he's not going to be a target of mine. Jose Leclerc, really? is, he's not. Oh, I thought he would be. He's not going to be a target. Oh. There's a name that I found when uh, Craig and I were doing like outside 1080p in, uh, in the NFBC. I think it's Demarcus Evans. Look into this kid, Greg, because Demarcus he's Evans, on? he's on the Texas Rangers. Okay. He's, in their, he's in their farm system. 23 years old. He had 12 saves last year in the minor leagues between high A ball and double A. And the strikeout numbers are absolutely ridiculous. Sure. So that's like my dark horse, just shot in the dark, throwing a name out there. Uh, Demarcus Evans of the Texas Rangers. Pay attention to that name for the Rangers this year. Uh, Leclerc, he's going to be given the first opportunity, Greg. There's no doubt about that. But I, I worry about the command. Just He hasn't really shown the ability to, uh, to really harness that in. And 
build off of that. I wor- I worry about the command and the walks when it comes to uh, Leclerc. Is there is there anybody else that we haven't named that you want to get into? I know you you like Gallegos. Is there anybody else? We have two minutes to go. You haven't got a chance to mention. Yeah, Gallegos. Um, is interesting just because he was a nasty reliever last year and we're trying to figure out what's going to happen with the Cardinals this year. Everyone's drafting Gallegos like he is going to be the closer. Uh, but obviously, Andrew Miller is still there. You mentioned that, Greg. Uh, Keone Kella, you mentioned, is someone that I'm interested in but could be traded halfway through the season. The Pirates are not going to be or not expected to be competitive this upcoming season. Kyle Crick is the next name up behind Keone Kella uh, to pay attention to there. Uh, I've been drafting a lot of the the Rays guys, just like in some of these deeper drafts. Not named Nick Anderson, but what about what about taking Alvarado? I've been taking. What about the twelve team draft? You want that third closer, Brandon Kinsler? Brandon Kinsler. Oh God, this year. I mean, we could put him on the list. He's going to be the closer for the Marlins. They don't spend a lot of money. They sign him to a one year, four million dollar contract. Brandon Kinsler is going to be the closer. Team BFF is drafting Brandon Kinsler. (laughs) Not much. Pharrell goes to coast is next. Pharrell is back here in New Jersey. Enjoy that for Sean Guasamaki, Alex Pisano, Frank Stanfield. And Greg Sussman. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We We hope. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.